I'm coming from the cocoon. Liz, I, I'm too lazy to continue that. Was that supposed to be like the Matrix? the Matrix? Yeah, like you're just like coming out of the little thing. Oh my god! Well, I'm out of the little thing, and uh, and so are you, and so is Young Chomsky, and we're back here in Meat Space. Ugh. Um, one of the most disgusting. I w- I gotta say, if they did start calling reality Meat Space, I would spend all my time in VR just so I people have to refer do to that. call it that. If you listen, if you're listening to the show and you call reality Meat Space, um. You should uh, delete your Reddit account. Yes, number one. Yes, yeah, don't do what I. But you should. You, you know. You know. Anyways, we are out of VR, and mm. uh, boy, what a time we have had with this, um, Liz. I think this is both your and I first real time spending some actual time in VR. Certainly, my first time interacting with anybody else in VR. And uh, give me some uh, off the dome impressions that you got of it. The headset is very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Also, I don't like the controllers. Not very comfortable in my hands. Yeah. Yeah. You can easily enough. get carpal tunnel from that. A hundred percent. Yeah. In fact, I see people walking around with sort of like you know, T Rex hands because that yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in VR chat hundred percent of the day. Um, no, I don't like any of it. I don't like any of it. I don't like video games. At all. Yeah, well, that's to be expected, but it's, yeah. I, you know, I've got to say VR chat to me is different than a, than any sort of mm. video game that I would play because there's no point to VR chat. Like it's essentially like an in, in well, you can play games in it, but what it is, is, is it reminds me a lot of a- AIM chat rooms. Yeah, um, totally. Do you remember, do you remember when you were a kid, like using those and like getting in and kind of pretending to be not an adult, but like you're not yeah. being upfront about the fact that you're a child. Yes. Although I don't think I ever really did. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I think I only did chat rooms like once or twice and then got freaked out and was like, oh, I'll stay. I'll just only go on AIM. I called it AIM too. Yeah. To chat with my friends. I think my screen name was like Angel Baby 2020. <laughs> Do you have the little squiggles next to it? It didn't have the squiggles. Well, now you're it was an something Angel, Angel Baby. I can't remember the numbers. Well, it's the VR chat for me has been. I've used it thrice. I used it one time with my buddy mm. Brendan the the the, uh, the first time I used it a few days ago. I used it another time with Young Chomsky uh, two days ago, and then today the three of us descended into the portal and uh, and went to the other side. And I gotta say, the only real impression I have of of it is that there is an extraordinary amount of people who fantasy that you can be whatever you want in VR chat. You could be a goblin. You could be a ghoul. You could be a a beautiful woman or a handsome man. It seems that 90% of people choose to be a sexy, uh, like wolf or cat with large breasts and a ample, uh, butt or the other 10% are a character from dragon ball Z. And the intent of a great majority of these people, not a majority, but a lot of the people that I saw was to act like their character was a real person and simulate sexual acts with other people. So what I'm saying is it's been the greatest three days of my life. Jeffrey 
Do you feel like you're in another world when you're in there, Liz? No, I feel like I have a headache. But mm. you know what? I have to say, surprisingly, what? that I couldn't handle the like um, teleportation. The teleportation. That's the one where you watch yourself do stuff. Yeah, I yeah, can't like do you that. choose. It's like there's two ways for those of you who haven't used VR. So I'm Which, talking by to the myself, way, don't. If you're don't. thinking about it, well, this is this is this is a message to myself. Four days in the past, mm. there's two ways to move. There's one where you like move your joystick like you would in any other com- computer game or whatever, and you like move forward first person view, and then that makes me sick. That makes me feel like I'm gonna vomit up my soul. That's the only way I can do it. This is bec- you must have already vomited your soul at some point in your life. No, I think it's remember. just a uh, male brain, female brain. Yeah, true. Only women can do that in VR. And yeah, uh, women can't handle looking at themselves for that long, so they can't handle looking at the avatar. <laughs> I I can only move I can only move via teleportation, which is actually coincidentally how I move in real life. I was um, gonna say, I was gonna say. Hello everyone. Hello. We just spent an hour in VR and oh we are Oh my god, gonna, was it an hour? That was uh, well, I, I technically we spent a lot longer than that because it took you a while to figure yeah, out how it took, to meet up with I, us I, in the there. The boys, it took the boys like twenty minutes to like pull, literally like reach out their little grubby VR gaming hands and pull me into the world because I could literally could not figure out like how no. to press the menu. <laughs> Liz, by the way, Liz did figure out how to get an avatar that looks like her. Oh yeah, I, I got a custom avatar, which That's, I could, yeah. for the life of me, not figure out. But mine, mine, I had to play as. Well, a you got to get your priorities straight. Or a sexy cat that can twerk. Uh, we're going to be putting some clips up from that, I think, on the Patreon um, because it is yeah. NSFW. <laughs> um, although not yeah, the by moves our, that your avatar it is not great. Got down with yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. I, I, Wait, remember but, when that kid schooled me on slang? I, w- I was uh, trying to plug in my headset during most of that, but I, oh. I, when I, I walked up to uh, to Liz and Young Chomsky outside of McDonald's and heard a child explaining to them, he asking them what if they knew what no cap meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was funny. Do you do you know what no cap means? Oh my god! That's like I said, it. hello everyone. I'm Liz. She's capping. My name is Brace. <laughs> we of course are joined by the no cap. Nazi him. Whoa, don't put that in. I was going to say no cap master and that didn't have alliteration in it, but then Nazi was the word I came up. We're joined by producer Young Chomsky. The podcast mm. is called We Are Truin' On. You know what I will say? We are not calling this episode Into the Metaverse because literally every podcast or article or yeah. like anything anywhere about the metaverse has been called Into the Metaverse. No, we're calling this metal militia. Liz's <laughs> Muppets version. do the meta. Muppets do the meta. Yeah, yeah. Or um, something. I, I gotta know. say, with all our shows from now on, we're either gonna do a parenthetical Liz's version, a mm. parenthetical oh, yeah, Grace's absolutely. version, <laughs> or a parenthetical Young Chompsy's version, depending on who gets the final word over what's cut and what's Well, stays. it's not just the final word, it's also the proceeds. Mm-hmm. So Welcome to Origins of the Metaverse Braces version. Um, <laughs> the Metaverse has been in oh, Metaverse has been in the news a lot lately. <laughs> you guys hear about this Metaverse thing that they're all talking about? Nobody's everyone's won't shut the fuck up about the Listen, Metaverse. I want to say for the record. Uh huh. Let's put it down here. I want to put this in the written record. <laughs> I'm scratching away. I'm scratching, scratching away. We have behind the scenes a little, uh-huh. a little document, a little shared document that we yeah. sometimes attend to, not yes. as often as we should, of episode ideas. 
Mm-hmm. That's ideas in dummy language. Yeah. And I think, methinks that maybe about a month or so. Methinks. Mm-hmm. Methinks. Two, I would say even two months ago. Yeah. I was like, we got to do an episode about this metaverse thing. This is true. Yeah. This is true. Oh, sorry. What was that? This is true? This is, she's, she's right. This is right. Yes. Oh, yes. This is right. words you can hear. So if this episode tanks, like I'm going to make it do, <laughs> it's her fault. No, but I want to say that that, my, my interest in uh-huh. doing the splainer, or not even splainer, this episode, um, interrogation, uh, research into the Del- metaverse. Delusian investigation. <laughs> uh, presage, Mr. Zuckerberg's. Big announcement. Why are you talking like a 19th century homosexual? <laughs> I don't know, but I like the way you just said homo. That was funny. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm now because I'm catching it now. <laughs> some, some of the best talkers of all time. Yeah, you know, you were, you were pushing for us to do this. And I'm like, no. Oh, Liz, I don't want to talk about the metaverse. Oh, it's so lame. I hate it. No one will. This will never be in the news. And then, <laughs> then it was. And fuck. And here we are. Here we are. And okay. not only here we are, there we were in the metaverse itself. So, all right, before we really get into this, we got to say, what the fuck? For those of you who've been living under a rock without a VR headset, a metaverse. <laughs> what is the metaverse, honey baby? Honey baby? I'm getting new ones. Well, no one really knows. No. That's the fun part. Uh, the metaverse is not really a thing. Thing yet, but it also is absolutely a thing, depending on who you ask. Um, a lot of people debate on what the metaverse is, but I think the best way to describe it is, and this is how like some VC big time thinkers have said, is a macro goal for right. the okay. tech giants as they build out the next stage, the next stack of the of the internet. So the way that they're sort of presenting it is like, all right, there was Internet 1.0, which was like mm. Usenet groups, I guess. I never really know what they mean by that, but there was Internet 1.0. Yeah, yeah. It's 1.0 like is just computers websites. connecting to computers. Yeah. And then there Think was Internet 2.0 where we have like apps and- yeah. People okay. connecting with computers. All right. You guys right? are both nodding and agreeing with me. All right. So internet 3.0 will be like those things except worse because now we have to wear it and I have to like actually go physically like climb and open my emails one by one. Not necessarily. I think the idea is that now, okay. So if you've had the first layer, the first kind of iteration of the internet is 1.0 connecting computers mm-hmm. to computers. And then 2.0 is connecting people with computers, like you said, yeah. with apps, mobile, but re- primarily social, right? Yes. That there was yeah, this, yeah. this move to connect people. And now 3.0 is how do we now connect people with experiences and spaces, mm-hmm. right? And so- Bodies and spaces. Yeah, no, it is like, this is a case of bodies and spaces, I'm sorry oh, to say. There, there's but, almost, this is, this is actually probably one of the biggest developments in the bodies and spaces field since um, like a couple of years ago when everyone started saying it. Yeah, absolutely. But the idea is that, you know, now how do we kind of integrate, um, like, kind of mesh together this idea of whatever we are experiencing digitally, Mm -hmm. like in these like social spaces like Twitter, Facebook, gaming, whatever. How do we kind of like mesh that into continuous experiences that we can all share together? So... 
what that actually boils down to in the current moment right now is the three of us were recently standing outside of something <laughs> called Femboy Hooters while wearing <laughs> giant like bricks on our faces. <laughs> Am I wrong on that? No, you're right on that. I mean, this is, you know, this is one thing. I think that when, you know, when people talk about the metaverse, there is this idea of like what we experience, which is the big yeah. clunky VR, ridiculous. I mean, the Oculus, I'm sorry to say, and we will talk about Zuckerberg. 200 and, pounds. And Facebook or Meta in a second. Mm-hmm. But the the thing sucks ass. I hate it. It's awful. It hurts my face. It's heavy. It's clunky. And it's very, I mean, we were talking about this. It's very difficult to see how this gets kind of like universally adopted, right? Yes. Well, that VR isn't the only kind of tech that is being kind of, that is under the umbrella of what we would call the metaverse. Like, I think we have a kind of a caricature mm-hmm. of that, which is like the guy with the headset and he's like yes. slaving away in the Bitcoin mines or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it's, you know, it, it, it encompasses like so much. It, it's, you know, it, it's decentralized finance, which we've talked about on the show. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the blockchain and NFTs and whatever. It's AR or augmented reality, which exists in various forms right now. And, mm-hmm. you know. But, it's, it's, but with, the, with the sort of resurgence of wearable tech, or at least like mm. facial wearable tech, um, is going to be a lot more prevalent in the future. Yeah. But also like just kind of um, like – you know, you, you you see like projections that are happening or holograms or digital immersive experiences. People would, and particularly like brand people, would kind of classify that under oh, the yeah. metaverse. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know if we want to talk about Zuckerberg yet because there's sort of a lot to – I've watched that keynote presentation he did twice. Once um, pre-entering the metaverse, a second time after entering the metaverse. Um but I want to I want to sort of slow our roll here and get back, uh, not get back, go back in time a little bit and say where does the metaverse come from, right? Mm. From what I can understand, the actual term metaverse comes from a book called Snow Crash, which I remember a lot of people reading in high school, but I never did because I was too busy reading the dictionary. <laughs> um, but it's a like every science fiction book that has come out since 1985. It is a dystopian version, a vision of the future where big corporations rule. And I think a lot of people spend their time in something called the metaverse. Didn't look into it further than that, but that's where it comes from. It's a dystopian science fiction novel. And that's actually a theme that crops up a lot when people are talking about the metaverse. Because Liz, do you remember Ready Player One? Yes. And that's what the Epic CEO has said is his goal, right? With yes, Fortnite. Yeah. He wants yeah, to Ready, Ready Player, Player One. One. I never saw the movie and didn't know it was a book before a movie or whatever it was. It, it was. I think there's actually a second book too or something. I don't know. Mm. I wa- I did. I ended up watching that movie after you told me that when I had COVID. Mm. Um, so Wait. I, I remember when I got COVID when we were doing the Tesla episodes? That was COVID. I don't think that that was COVID. You're, you just no. Okay. Well, then neither of the other two people got COVID and we weren't doing VR. Because so you guys are already COVID. like immune because all the seafood you eat. Um, it was, uh, you know, you're wet market types. You don't, mm. you can't get COVID. I don't think you know what a wet market is. I think I do know what a wet market is. And I think I'm looking at two of its biggest uh, visitors right here on my screen. Anyway, so what I'm saying is I did watch some of Ready Player One because I mostly slept through it. But I remember this guy lives in like a dump. 
but he has like a really nice VR headset that is like, he can go enter this other world. And it's like a way he like earns stuff in there. And there's like, you know, there's this big, this universe that basically everyone spends all their time in and blah, blah, blah. This is actually a pretty common theme with science fiction. I think dystopian science fiction, which has already, of course, been a genre since the advent of science fiction. I mean, there's just been dystopian science fiction since the 18, probably 1700s, but it is huge now. I mean, every, everywhere for a while you looked, it was like a zombie movie. And now, you know, these like sort of cyberpunk corporation, you know, kind of movies, dystopian future. And it's funny because they're always presented to us as like a warning. It's like, this is what society could be like if, mm. uh, you know, corporations ran rampant. Mm-hmm. And then uh, these, uh, you know, these new advances in technology are greeted as like cool. When like they're clearly actually leading us towards that. So like when anyone ever describes a piece of media as like a stark warning, take into consideration that nobody's actually being warned by it. Like, <laughs> you know, you don't need a war. You don't need a fucking uh, movie or book to tell you that spending all your time with a VR headset while the earth sucks and the corporations rule everything is a bad thing. But I digress. Uh, I think a lot of people's like, well, a lot of the earliest like advances in in metaverse stuff actually started with with this AR technology that Liz is talking about, this augmented reality stuff, including something that the MIT Lincoln Lab came up with called the Sword of Damocles, I think in the 60s, which is Christ. I mean, Oculus is a pretty scary name, but Sword of Damocles is, you don't really, I guess it's literally hanging over your head, so it kind of makes sense, but um but I think a lot of people sort of first encounter with with what what is like a metaverse adjacent thing was like games like Second Life. Mm. Did you ever and play Sims? Sims. Did you you played Sims? Didn't you? Every girl no. played Sims. I didn't. Uh, really? I didn't play it. My dad played Sim City, but not wow. like this. Which was like the wor- the city the building fellas. thing. I know what Sim City is. And then I tried playing it once, and I messed up his city, and it got so. <laughs> me i just remember you also played doom remember i told you y- you did yeah um and Mist. i just remember with sim city is you could build a city really quickly but then i would try to do the uh the ways to destroy it like you make like a yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah i would always do that but, but well, i never played sims like the people thing i mean I- i'll be honest i never played sims i never played world of warcraft i never played um second life either but i remember hearing about them and second life came out about 2003 and i think that hmm. was like that caught a lot of attention. I watched an old advertisement for it the other day, and it's like it's presented as being like this so immersive thing. Like you can live your second life in here. Um, second life, I think, is most famous for uh, being a place where people have weird sex and are pedophiles. Yeah, um, and like third families. Dude, imagine imagine coming <laughs> home from work like an hour early, and your husband is just like on second life going like making kissy noises at his computer while like some lady with big tatas is like pressing up against him in it you know this scene has played out in american like millions of times i don't think millions of divorces have happened because of second life but around the world around the world over 20 years don't try to recover from that it may be yeah okay i'll you know what i'll allow it the internet exists outside of america okay not that many people are playing second life I think a lot of people were playing it. A lot of people were playing Second Life. And things they would do is they would have child porn in the basements of these like weird buildings they'd build. It Aww. it seemed like a total nightmare. I mean, I, I personally, yeah. in, in researching this episode, have talked to several people who've played not Second Life, but similar games like Habbo Hotel, 
which I wasn't Excuse familiar me? before. I don't know. I don't know what Habbo Hotel is. Well, I do now, but it's it's like RuneScape, which I guess you probably don't know what I that is. I also don't know what that is. The only one I know of is World of Warcraft. They're all like World of Warcraft, except less popular and you do less Warcrafty mm. things in them. Um, but you know, they're they're basically social places where an avatar interacts with other avatars. Yeah. And a lot of people did things like make real money in them. Uh, mm-hmm. If you look up Habbo Hotel Scam on YouTube, you can see a lot of people talking about how they made hundreds of dollars a day as eight-year-olds playing Habbo Hotel in like 2008, which respect. That rocks. Um, and then a lot of talk about grooming and weird sex. Oh, and, not, and that, that, that does not so, rock. So I, I will say like, you know, a lot of people talk about like early adopters of technology or people who sort of spearhead the usage of technology. And, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second too with some other games. But um, to me, it seems like the people who will really kind of be the trailblazers with the adoption of these new te- kind of technologies are people who like weird sex and people who are trying to scam other people um, and people it's who are dedicated percentage. to one of the most American teenage art forms of all time. In fact, actually universal teenage art form, which is harassment. Um, so I think what we saw in, in VR chat of the, of the um, just – untold billions of furries and stuff there doing weird stuff with each other's tails. I think that is like, that's an indication that this, this platform will be used. So, but Liz, when we were talking about this, you, you told me something I'd never heard before, which is um, that a games can actually kind of train people to use these new technologies uh, in, in ways that they hadn't used them before. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting sort of phenomenon and some of it is by design and some, I mean, I don't think it's by like, you know, some, you know, big, big scheme or whatever, but it's the way that it works where something comes along that is becomes so popular and so ubiquitous that, that it, um, it it kind of enables people to learn the technology uh, as they play the game and and it uh, speeds up the adoption of the technology itself. So like an example of this is uh, Angry Birds is actually a really good example of this, where that was one of the first big games that helped, um, really spread t- like total like touchscreen adoption because it taught people, oh, this is how this moves. This is that swipe movement that you make with your finger, and this is how you'll because that that just wasn't being, um, you know, people didn't really like know how to use that in their daily life up until that point. They were like, what do I do with this? What's the point of it? Yeah. The same thing can be said about with you know, early windows and the mouse, right? They, it, mm-hmm. windows came with its own games that taught people, you know, this is how you use a mouse because up until that point they weren't using it. They were using Mind the keyboard sweeper. and the, yeah, 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 totally. Um, and so there's examples, um, you know, as, as you kind of look at the development, uh, particularly of like computer technology that along with, you know, with games serve like a really important step in terms of like, I don't know, like adoption and traction with the actual hardware. And so it really remains to be seen if that will be something we'll see with some of this like clunkier kind of like VR style or even AR stuff, you know, kind of a race to see who will do it. I think that's an excellent point you make there because look at two of the most popular games among young people right now, Roblox and Minecraft. Mm. Now I have spent zero hours ever like playing these games or like really I know like vaguely what you do in Minecraft you like build stuff but you also think of a sword or something that's like Game Boy style graphics but you build stuff in Minecraft and it's like a social thing as well but there's no like real point to it for the most part like it's it's sort of similar to like hanging out 
But these are hugely, 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 hugely popular among young people. Hugely popular. And so, whereas a lot of this stuff, like, you know, when I was a kid, even, like, I was like, Second Life, that's weird. But, like, I think this stuff, the kids are being sort of raised on it now. And so, the adoption of these technologies and, like, this sort of, like, spending ample amounts of time in a virtual space with other people, like, not in a Call of Duty game or whatever, is actually going to be, like, it's going to make the... um the growth of the this like AR and VR, well, more VR stuff, metaverse type shit, uh, a lot easier for corporations because they have whole generations of young people that are trained on it. Um, and it's it's yeah, I I think that that was an important part of the keynote that that Zuckerberg gave is that he was like games are, I mean, I think games are like the biggest enter- part of the entertainment sector. In fact, I'm sure of it. Um, and I think that like tech companies know that obviously they know there's money there, clearly, but they also know that like people that is a way to get people to adopt things. So I think one of the things that we're going to see with VR adoption or metaverse adoption, whatever, is like it's going to come in the form of games, one hundred percent. Well, yeah, and it's you know you mentioned the big players like Roblox, the other guy. I mean, we and I we mentioned really briefly is Fortnite and Epic, and these are the guys that are really um, you know kind of in like a weird arms race. Mm-hmm. Facebook is you know in its own way with you know we'll get to him in a second. I want to kind of like pause a little bit and talk. Maybe uh, I mean. I I hate saying this, but get a little meta about the metaverse <sighs> because I was trying to really understand, like I, I was reading a bunch of interviews with like brand guys and marketing mm-hmm. guys and developers and CEOs, because like, it's really helpful to see, um, to like read, you know, read kind of like their thoughts and kind of where they're like dystopian, utopian, whatever visions yeah. kind of take them. And all of them basically say that like ready player one is not happening. That like this yeah. idea of, you know, we're going to, like you were saying, you enter a, a kind of, um, you know, you, you put on a headset and you're in a totally different world and you're like, whatever. And that's how you live your life. And it's yeah, like, it's just like persistent the matrix Wally person, yeah. whatever, like that, that isn't going to be exactly what it is. But what they say is that that should be the like lodestar. Mm-hmm. That like this is a thing that the metaverse is something we're all collectively working towards a utopian vision for what the internet can and should be. And so like here are some of those like pillars that they kind of laid out. The 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 guy, one of the big um kind of like I don't know theoreticians or whatever. He's a VC, of course. His name's Matthew Ball. He kind of like yeah, laid out a bunch of the um kind of points of the metaverse. And this is what he says. And I think it's really helpful for understanding like what they, all these guys around the world are, are kind of like looking towards developing. Um, so one persistence, which means that you, when you're in this space, it never resets. It never yeah. pauses. It never ends. It's like completely and totally indefinite. It just goes on and on and on. And I'll talk about why that's very complicated um, at the end of this Two that it is uh, synchronous and live, which means synchronous. Why did I say that all funny? Synchronous. Well, you're doing your 19th century thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, But yeah, no, so that everything, this like living experience, it exists consistently for everyone in real time. And they're all experiencing the same thing together. Um, 
there is no cap to concurrent users, meaning that that's what that kid was saying. Yeah, that's what that kid was saying. Yeah, no cap. No. Um, so everyone can be a part of it, and everyone has uh, also at the same time their own agency within. So, so like this is what's crazy. It's really important that everyone has almost like their own interiority as they're experiencing the metaverse. And that there's no cap to all of those people experiencing that simultaneously, continuously, forever. You can Mm -hmm. see how this gets really meta as this kind of goes on. The fourth point is that it it requires a fully functioning economy. So I think this is actually one of the most important points that's going to lead us into it. So as they're kind of like building, they want to like look towards building this world, that includes a political economy, which means individuals and businesses, small businesses who can create and invest and sell and like get paid or get what they call rewards. You know, it's all gamified Um, in a wide range of work that, and this is key, produces value that is recognized by users, aka a market. So it's a building out a huge fucking market, right? I mean, this already exists in a lot of games right now. I mean, there's been, you know, I'm sure that many, anybody who sort of has played video games in the past 10 years knows what like a loot box is, but there's, there's, this is becoming more and more common. Uh, Developers have tried to uh, put in the addition of paid mods for a lot of games. So it's like Mm. user modifications that like they make to the game. The the PMC of the gaming. (laughs) Exactly. That you can sell. No, that you can like sell to, uh, to, to other users. But that that hasn't really worked out so far. But a big thing is that like microtransactions and NFTs are a crucial point to this. But I think also integrating a lot of those parts of like Instagram, uh, you know, sort of stores. I think that like they're they're they they've seen how Instagram is basically a place where 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 women buy dresses now, and so um, or buy like dresses from Alibaba that are like called vintage dresses, and they buy them mm-hmm. for, like two hundred dollars instead of eight dollars or whatever. But uh, I think that's going to be an important part too, is like this like functional sort of economy. And if it's an economy where people are just using crypto that they have to cash out of then, then all the better, right? Mm. Well, it's interesting, right? Because when, you know, as we know, what it does an economy or a market require in order to fully function, it requires a state. It it requires the kind of like, um, you know, political infrastructure that can manage and build out and make sure that these markets function properly. And Au so, contraire, mon frère. It, it actually just requires, the market doesn't need the state, actually. <laughs> no, so we, that's, you know, that plays a big part in what we're seeing with this big kind of mm-hmm. race, arms race that's happening, right? So the other thing is that, um, you know, this this metaverse experience, this digital experience needs to span both the digital and the physical. So there needs to be a kind of bridge. Like you're like you know, the, the, uh, a lot of these guys like I said really push back on this, you know, you just are like, you know, Wally blob person in the headset thing. Mm-hmm. They really like this idea. I mean, they're like utopians in a way, right? They want this this like completely fluid sort of like real digital, you know, it's all kind of uh coming together in yes. one. Yeah, it's open, yeah. it's closed, it's private, it's public, it's all, it's every, it's poly, it's pay. It's everything you want it to be. I mean, that's that's the thing that with this is it is it, it reminds me so much when you, when you see a lot of these sort of like tech theorists talk about it. it. Reminds me so much of like I don't know, like 
nine, 20th century, like sort of these like utopian preachers or whatever. Like, it, absolutely, it, you know, it, it, it's it's so obviously bullshit if you actually think about it for more than a few seconds. But it's so attractive sounding, and like it, you know, the, essentially they're promising everybody their own individual slice of heaven, but also a collective heaven that we all live in and all get rich from and have fun in. Yeah, I don't know if it's yeah, I don't know. I I have some questions on whether it is like totally far off base, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um the this thing is this this is a really key part this sixth point, which is that it's it 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 needs to be device agnostic, right? Which means that this world that they want to create, this kind of like layer of the internet that they want to build out, it has to have items, asset content that can exist continuously across experiences. And so the idea is like that you would be able to buy a gun in Counter-Strike or whatever. Yes, an NFT gun. Yes, but that you can then take that gun and you can also use it in Fortnite which then you can then gift that same gun to a friend via Facebook, you know, or you can, you know, get a car that's designed for Rocket League and you can bring it over and work it in Roblox. And that does not exist at this moment because everything is walled garden proprietary, right? Which is, uh, it's not going to continue to exist that way. Just knowing the way that (laughs) businesses work and acquisitions work and the way that, the kind of infrastructure that is needed to kind to be built out in order to like enable this vision, it won't work because right now the way that these kind of digital markets and digital games work is like a mall with a bunch of boutiques in them. But imagine that each boutique boutique takes like a different form of money, but also they all each sell clothes in like a different <laughs> form of measurement and none of them can switch over to any other store. Like it just makes absolutely no sense. It's a zero sense. They're they're built in different engines. They have different properties. It also, there's, there's this balance that you need to get in games too. Like you can't just add a gun from one game to another game that like that does, that's not, you know, these things take like testing and stuff like that, but that seems to be a pretty big part of Zuckerberg's keynote speech and a lot of what people are talking about. And I think rightfully a lot of people are like, what the fuck? This literally isn't, I mean, it's physically impossible with the infrastructure we have right now, but it's also doesn't seem financially possible. Like there's no real incentive for companies to do this as well, the way things stands now. Yeah. And for right now, but it will change. I mean, this was the same exact thing we saw with the internet before Google and yeah. before Google really built out the infrastructure and kind of walloped everyone. Um it with its search engine and the way that it tracked pages and then the way that it kind of walled that off and 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 you know it was off to the races. Um and it will be it'll be really similar, you know, as time goes on. I think that like another thing that people kind of imagine is that there will be this sort of like avatar that you have. Yes. Like brace that you will now have a digital self. Worm. <laughs> yes, your little wormy. Um little wormy will exist as like your digital self across every platform mm-hmm. and represent you in every digital space. And like that 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 will be like, you know, present and whatever. And that seems very very complicated and very difficult. I don't know if that will ever be it's able this, it, to It's happen. the same sort of thing, I think. I mean, it's the same sort of thing as is but but 
I think what we're really talking about with that point is that, and this is this is the vibe I caught from the keynote speech as well, is that this is about having a whole new market for digital products. I think that these people are seeing that like you can basically replicate huge portions of the real, you know, meat space consumer economy and translate that online. Um, for instance, say you buy a new pair of Jordans, right? And they're how much are new pairs of Jordans, Liz? Like, uh, I have actually no idea. I just know that like what, what the secondary marketplace is. Okay. Oh well, look at you. Say you buy a new Supreme hoodie for six thousand dollars, right? That Supreme hoodie comes with a QR code that you scan with your iPhone fifty, and because of that, because you bought that Supreme hoodie, now your character actually gets it in game. Mm. Right. Or in your, your avatar, or your, rather your avatar can get it like your, you know, your little Facebook emoji guy. That's something that they, they talk about in the keynote. And that's something that's like a pretty clear, like, I, I think there's probably already versions of that being tested. But imagine too, is that like, you could actually go on to the avatar store and buy that same badass Supreme hoodie. But instead of $6,000, it's actually like $6. And okay, you don't get a real hoodie, but you have this NFT of one that your avatar can wear. And maybe it's, you know, has a different, slightly different thing than the, you know, that's the shows that you just bought it online or whatever. Um, but I think that they see there's a, a huge amount of money to be made with this kind of stuff. Well, yeah, it's already happening. Gucci had a collaboration with Roblox recently, and they allowed players. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. They allowed players to purchase virtual products, and there was so much fucking hype for the virtual Gucci purse that it sold out immediately, and then it resold on online marketplaces for more money than the real world Gucci purse. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let's. A someone who can not only would but could afford to buy a Gucci bag is playing the game for children Roblox. Dude, everyone plays this. Is everyone Roblox plays like these Legos? games? Everyone plays these what? games. Brother, brother, brother. This is this is not how in many my people, What does Fortnite have? It's got what sixty million active users a month. Sixty million. That's what? Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, Fortnite monthly active players. This is from businessofapps.com. So take this as you make 78 million in 2018, 75 million in 2019, and 80 million in 2020. Yeah. There you active go. Active users. That is astounding to me. I mean, Fortnite too had some of this. Like, I mean, they're moving away from just like the battle royale. Because for those who don't know, Fortnite basically like 100 players go onto a map and then shoot each other like in a video game. But now they're adding stuff like Ariana Grande Grand Grand concerts. It, what what is it? Let's settle this once and for it's Grande. Ariana Grande, dude. All right, Ari- Wow, got that way off. Ariana Grande concerts, uh, which a ton of people attended. But then also MLK. I have a dream experience where you could do yeah. the floss dance in front of goddamn MLK's bust while the little screen plays the fucking speech from it. I mean, it's it's surreal and it's funny and it's stupid, but like it's also a sign of things to come. When I was in VR, I was playing uh, the Facebook, oh, this is the, the one of the new Facebook apps, uh, Horizon mm-hmm. Home or Horizon Venues, it's called. And what I could do in there is go watch a 2D uh, Billie Eilish concert, a 2D Guns yeah, N' yeah. Roses concert, and then there's also basketball, but I couldn't watch that. And then I watched a fight. Um, but it's also 2D. What so, they want you doing is like watching TV in these things too. 
Well, yeah. So that actually brings me to kind of the ultimate point I want to, well, not the, the, the penultimate point oh, oh my God. <laughs> that I want to get to, which is that even that, and even the way that most, uh, from my understanding, which, okay, we'll get, to, you know, hopefully I'm not wrong. I don't think I'm wrong, but, um, and most of what happens in Fortnite and Roblox, whatever, doesn't actually like from a computational standpoint is not achieving what the metaverse wants to achieve. And this is actually, I think, very, like, theoretically, like, from a theoretical standpoint, kind of interesting, which is that, like, the metaverse, all these guys talk about the metaverse as an extension of the internet. It's basically what the the internet realized, right? It's it's the, the, the kind of perfection of what the internet set out to do, except the internet, like, was not built for persistent communication. No, it was not built for a billion users being able to what like uh, experience something in the same place at the same time with their own kind of agency and interiority, et cetera. Right? Um, Like, there's a billion users on Facebook, but technically, all of those users are connected to servers. They're not connected to each other, right? And so, when you go and watch the Facebook Billie Eilish concert or whatever, that is actually still being projected to you, right? And even if there's other people, say there's like, I don't know, maybe there's like um, 300 people in that room watching it with you. There was two. Well, okay, it wasn't very popular. But, you know, say that there's, I don't know, a couple thousand or 10,000 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Those, all those users because of how the internet is built, are actually segmented into groups and watching something live that's projected to them milliseconds, you know, behind or ahead of other groups because they're all connected to different servers. And that's the only way that the internet can operate because actually the internet, like the plumbing of the fucking thing is a bunch of fucking servers connected to each other. It's not built for this. And so- Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and so it's a really interesting, like- I don't know how the programmers, if they can even, kind of like square this circle because in order to operate, the metaverse basically, like it requires for, like what they want to do is perfect the internet, build out the internet, the internet realized, right? Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, they basically actively have to build against the internet. They have to develop something against the way that, you know, what the internet is built for. And that to me is like a really interesting kind of conundrum that I don't think, like usually technology builds on itself, right? And this is kind of attempting to do something very different. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is like, even with VR chat, even with the Facebook horizons thing that I used with all this stuff is they are just essentially variations on like second life. Right. I mean, the technology has improved and the way we the way we uh, use the technology has improved. But like I was saying, it's basically an AIM, an AIM chat room. I haven't said AIM in a long I also use it. I always said AIM. It's an AIM chat room. Um, But uh, it's it's, you know, there's still server caps, right? Like you still can't have 10,000 people in the same server. You can still only have a limited amount of people in a server. When I was watching that Billie Eilish video, which I, I watched for. Gosh, it must have been 15, 16 hours. I I watched this Billie Eilish video and it was so shitty and grainy because of Rincon's crappy internet 
that yeah. I could barely even see. <laughs> I was going to say something to you, but I didn't. That teen sensation rock and roll. However, I will be real with you. The Guns N' Roses video, high quality. Oh my um, God. But, but, you know, it's not, it's not there yet. And that's like, I mean, I, I, you know, to, 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 to go back to Facebook for a sec or to go to Facebook for a sec, Zuckerberg was pretty clear on that in his, in his, um, the actual things he was saying during parts of the keynote speech. A lot of the visuals they were showing are basically impossible in our current format, or at least are showing you something with the intent of, of, of having you believe it's possible or believe it'll be like at one point there's a, um, you know, the first group session, the metaverse that, that Zuckerberg attends in this is he goes to this cool spaceship room and there's one, and they're all playing, he's playing cards with his diverse group of friends. And there's one woman that's like, um, you know, she's, it's, they're in a spaceship, so she has no gravity. So she's floating around. But the thing is, if you did that right now, you could float in the metaverse. When I was when I, or you could float in VR. Like when I was in when I was the worm just now, I was floating around there totally just fine. But it's it the way that they showed it, it's this idealized version where she's actually like struggling against gravity and stuff like mm. that. When that's so far off, that sort of technology is, is basically impossible. Yeah. Like you're never actually going to think that. Um but uh it's so we're so far off from like that was still just a chat room that they're showing us, right? It's like him and his six friends there in this like like little limited like world right there. Um, whereas the actual like what they're planning on doing have this like totalizing experience that like essentially building this actual second life, this second world. Like that isn't the technology that we have right now. That is not how the internet's designed. You're totally right, and like. I, I think a lot of hype will be predicated along the lines that like, oh, that is possible, or at least the unspoken promise of that possibility. But like, I think some of these shrewder people, like these marketers that you've been reading and stuff like that, do realize that like, that's not the direction we're going in right now. Or like, that's not at least, excuse me, that's not possible at all with the infrastructure that we have right now. Yeah, totally. Which kind of brings us back to the beginning, which is that we don't actually know what the metaverse is. No. <laughs> or what it will be, other than... It will happen and it will be something. I think it it's interesting. I was trying to like go back and read some old print pieces about the internet mm-hmm. when like they're like, hey, you're going to do everything online. Yes. And, and you know, it's got the, that like the cover of the magazine with the kid surfing the information superhighway and everyone's like, oh my God, isn't this so funny? And it's like, oh my God, it's so funny. Um but a lot of their, you know, uh, and a lot of those kind of predictions about how the internet would be used and, um, and this, you know, th- this goes for everything. I think that like, um, you know, originally broadcast television was supposed to be for like, we're going to educate the world. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, whoops, well, that didn't happen. Um, and guess what? That also didn't happen with the internet, you know? And yeah. so we know that this thing is happening and there's a ton of money being thrown at it and a ton of developers working towards this kind of idea of building out this next phase of the, of the internet of our digital Mm -hmm. world or whatever, but it never shakes out the way that the kind of utopians sink and corporations get involved and ad space, you know, always gets bought up and, uh, it's gonna, you know, any kind of, like I was saying, any kind of infrastructure that gets built out is going to necessitate any, a kind of managerial layer or a bureaucracy or Absolutely. political intervention or even it's gonna have to be built out by somebody and that somebody's going to want to control it. They are going to be able to, it's their thing. Yeah. And even discussions about like, I mean, do you know how long it took to settle on any kind of standardization for images on the internet? Like 
you this thing is going to take forever but yeah. i think it will it will happen and i guess for me like the thing i keep coming back to it when i was reading this stuff and everyone you know and i push pull it's like oh this is fake oh this is real this will never happen or whatever it is reminds me a lot of nfts yeah but it's like what exactly is that different about the metaverse and this this concept the metaverse than how we experience the internet and like the digital world now like what is the separation point because i think that and this is something we were talking about earlier in the week it's like you know two years ago did you ever think that people would get married on video chat that is insane or that you would people would be going to funerals and a lot of them on video chat you know like we talk about qr adoption all the time yeah. that is now yeah no one likes it but you know or i guess maybe restaurant owners who don't want to go to kinkos or whatever the problem is <laughs> like you know yeah, like what these- what it- but, you know, behaviors change and adoptions change and technology shapes and molds our lives. And we, yes. we, you know, it's, you know, we also shape the technology, you know, it's, it's a push pull, it's a back and forth, but like, I don't know how different putting an avatar is in this like 3d sense than what we're already doing on these social networks. I, 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 well, riddle me this baby. Mm, okay. So I think as you can as you can imagine, like I mean, I don't think VR is about to be hugely adopted. I mean, it, it's it's a clunky headset that you have yeah. to put on, and that you you can't interact with the real world while you're using it. Obviously, although clunky th- be back, just like from a trend mm-hmm. perspective, I, I've noticed. Yeah, um, no one wants finesse. Everyone wants clunky. This is this must be why I'm getting so many sexy letters in the mail from people. They're like, oh, this guy's so clunky. I, mean, I love him. <laughs> um, no. So I, I mean, I think, I think there's a few things to, 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 to think about here, right? Is one, like Zuckerberg, like they're, they're saying this is going to be for like entertainment and for work a lot of the time. Right. And I think that they will be able to make AR work stuff, like a reality quicker than probably a lot oh, of yeah. other stuff. I use AR all the time. <laughs> What? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I use the measure tool. I'm always measuring things around the house. Yeah. It's great. Not me. can just tell when anything is eight inches just by looking at it. Um, Oh, my God. Like, I'm being modest there. Uh, No, but I I think that that will will be possible. Um, And, you know, it's it's sort of – it's funny because it really, to me, it's like this is like great reset shit. Like, it's like – Oh, don't worry. Like the Zoom work from home now. It's like you're actually in a virtual office, but mm. it's like it, it, what, it, what it does is it gives you all of the bad things about being in an office, i.e., like people looking at you and you can't like just not be there and have. There's like a tool, I guess, that people use now that just shows they're online in Slack all day, but, mm. but they're actually just like elsewhere, not doing anything on the computer. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to do that in VR if your like actual avatar has to be sitting there. But there's none of that actual like feedback there. Like there's no like smell of the coffee or like an actual social interaction with other people. It's this, it's this sort of um, deadened facsimile that I think actually will like make that hole that's inside of a lot of people that like sort of hole where all the alienation and loneliness and sadness goes that, that got a lot bigger for a lot of people during the pandemic. And I don't think has gone away for a lot of people. It's going to make that hole like it's going to make it more calloused and or no, calcified rather than calloused. Mm. I think it's going to be do a really bad things to people's hearts. Um, I think that like, 
in terms of like avatars and stuff, the, the immense like dysphoria and confusion that young people feel is going to be like totally changed when like, now you're a cat, you know, like you could be a cat and then you got to get out and you're just some fucking 15 year old. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I think that like from the immediate future, we're going to see that all of the problems that are caused by the internet, which I do think is the cause of a lot of social, not the root cause necessarily, but a big cause of a lot of social problems is going and, and, and alienation, all that kind of stuff is going to increase, you know, on and on and on and snowball and snowball and snowball. Um, I mean, some of the things with AR, because that's the technology that's clearly coming first. That you now Facebook is already marketing glasses and stuff like that. Granted, the glasses right yeah, now. Apple's working on the glasses. That'll be yeah. big. Yeah. Remember, we I think we've talked about this in the show before, but that that chick got her face, uh, her Google glasses stolen at Molotov. Oh, yeah, yeah. Google glass holes. Punk rock. And then yeah. that guy got his Google glass punched off of him at 16th and Mission. <laughs> oh, my God. Sick. I remember that. <laughs> but now they can make them look like <laughs> normal like glasses. did he Facebook post about it, too? I think he did. Yeah. yeah. He should, yeah I wish that he'd been uh, concussed and never woke up. But we, um, but like I, now that they can make them look like normal glasses, which are actually yeah, like yeah. a really handsome thing for good looking guys to wear, mm. that people will, people will adopt them, right? No yeah. one would wear Google glasses because you look like you're someone who's wearing something called the Google glass. But in the Facebook, like Ray-Ban kind of glasses thing. And so you'll be able to see the stupid sure. AR shit, which is just going to be another way to sell you advertisements, NFTs, all this kind of stuff. But what I think is like, I mean, it is that to me is the most like the the most uh, looks like readily available technology and the most like immediately yeah. frightening sort of technology because if you're walking around with this like sort of floating profile around your head, it's like you can't just like log off. You're gonna need they're gonna make you adopt AR AR stuff for everyday shit for your AR fucking menus and all that kind of stuff in the future, and you won't be able to log off because you can't take your fucking stupid little glasses off. I will be say my final thing. I'm glad all of you fucking normal-eyed people are going to have to wear glasses in order to see uh, a stupid piece of fucking AR street art and in uh, Clarion goddamn alley. I mean, I do think that just to push back a little bit, I do think that again, there is a kind of like, um, you know, this will be foisted on you, you, you know, this will be like nothing that anybody wants or whatever. But like, I think as with a lot of these things and the way that adoption works, um, the calls are usually coming from within that the house. <laughs> like when you pull people about working from home, they actually like it. A lot of professionals really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, Perverts. Yeah. Well, you know, judgments aside, but yeah. Or, you know, when we think about, you know, what I'm imagining is like an Apple X Warby Parker tech glasses, you know, collab or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, people will say, oh, it's so much better at night because I can see the map and, you know, on the yeah. windshield when I'm driving and it's easier and suddenly, Don't have to you know look what I mean? my phone. It's for safety. And a lot of these things end up taking like different forms. That, I mean, I think, you know, it's all cash grabs and it's all, you know, this is how new markets are created and new products, new commodities create new, make, create other commodities, which require other markets, which, you know, this is how this all kind of cascades out. But you're going to see huge markets in education pop mm-hmm. up 
in terms of like how, you know, we're teaching kids and, you know, a, you know, a lot of firms coming in with all of their, you know, consulting ideas and <laughs> trying to pillage uh, public school budgets for, you know, big AR, um, probably faulty tech that they'll use to teach kids. But it's also going to be a shit ton of entertainment, you know, a shit ton of brand activations or oh, look yeah. at how fucking popular esports are, which is the craziest thing to me where I'm like, why would you watch someone playing a video? How do you have a team of people I, playing video game? I don't understand this. That's not a sport. That's not a sport. Okay. Well, let's enough about South Korea. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there was a, there is, there is, you know, coming back to the to the Zuckerberg keynote because I don't think we really we don't really need to get into it that much because a lot of it was pretty much bullshit. Like it's not it's either so far away from happening that it's basically he's saying it as a distraction from like the Facebook bad press. Um, but I think uh, uh, something that really struck my head was like the Meta or excuse me not the Meta the Horizon Home, which is that they want you to essentially have a home page that's like a physical place. And like a lot of people got into Animal Crossing during the pandemic, where it was a game about decorating your little digital house. And this, to me, I see this massive market for NFTs opening up. And it's yeah. so funny because it's like it's so easy to poo-poo this stuff right now. It's like, well, just save the JPEG. But like, obviously, yes. Also, don't save the JPEG because those pictures look like shit. No. Um, the, but the real goal here is to actually have an asset that exists in the metaverse that you can transfer around like that. Um, it is, it is going to be, I think, I think really, really fucking dismal, but there is a huge market for this. And I think a lot of people who realize that are scrambling to sort of get, uh, get on board with that. Um, most of the other technology that they show off though, like playing like fucking holographic basketball in a New York city, like basketball court, not going to fucking happen. There's no glove that exists right now. That's going to have you feel the weight of the ball in your hand. Like, it's just not, it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. And like even showing it to you in that, even claiming it's a vision of the future, that's what people are seeing. That's what you're advertising. It's a false advertisement right now. So, what do you think that he was doing with it? I think there's a couple of so reasons. I've got a couple ideas about this. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously the name change there right now is because they probably did some polling and realized that the name Facebook is not <laughs> one that is uh, people are very happy with right now. Yeah, but I think I have a feeling there's probably some funny legal stuff too, where oh, it's like, oh, for we got sure. a new parent company. Because remember when Google did this with Alphabet, right? When mm -hmm. the Snowden stuff happened. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, if they have to spin off Instagram, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, sure. yeah, there might they might be anticipating that the government might rip out Instagram out of their little hands, little grubby yeah. hands. In well, which case, Zuckerberg talked a lot about, or a, 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 a little about, government control and too high of taxes for innovators during his uh, his keynote. Uh, I think what the name change to Meta too is it's actually genius, right? Because it's like calling your company Internet in 1991. Yeah, totally. Like, it's just like, it's a word that everyone's going to be using. It's a word that people use way too much to describe media products right now, unrelated to the metaverse, where everyone thinks they're so clever. Um, you know, it's, it's a big, you know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a kind of a genius move. The funny thing though, is that, and I'm sure Zuckerberg knows considering Zuckerberg and all, um, but in, in Hebrew, it means dead or is like the feminine version of saying is dead. And, uh, I, th a lot of, a lot of, um, 
Israeli commentators got a kick out of that, but I think that's actually it's it's crucial to note, and it, it's it's true too that they're they're symbol right now. I mean, it's a lot better than sort of the blue F of Facebook. It's this. Uh, I mean, if you're talking just purely in, in terms of aesthetically, but it's this infinity symbol, right? And that is not a symbol that imbues a lot of um, good hope and good cheer and confidence from me, because that is what I see our future as, right? Like this, not just infinity, meaning like, oh, this future that is infinite and, and, and possibilities endless, but I see it as this loop that you can't get out of, that you just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I think a lot of people have that relationship with technology as it stands right now. And the technology that they're talking about creating, they want to make it so that is, I mean, they have, they're talking about scan, you can scan your house and scan your room and scan your face and everything can be transported into this digital realm because they want you in there for as long as possible because they want you. I mean, at the end of the day, these people want you to be their fucking digital slaves. I mean, and, 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 and consumers. And that's that all of this to me is geared towards that is, is geared towards a new kind of, um, sort of screen save slavery that they're that they're trying to uh to 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 push on people. And so, I mean, it's all the humanizing they tried to do with Zuckerberg, all that bullshit during this, all a fucking distraction. I mean, these people know they're inhuman. They know they're monsters. They know they're robots. They know they want to do the matrix but from the bad guy side. Um and and they want to sell you some NFTs while they do it. So, I for me, metaverse two thumbs down. But you know what makes us look silly is the fact, or not us necessarily, hopefully not, but a lot of people look silly. It's like, you know, the blockchain, crypto, all this stuff, NFTs are funny and stupid, but like, I mean, they are planning on baking this into the DNA of the new internet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it is like the DNA of the new internet. Like that is, like it it will all be, um, you know, what it is remains to be seen, but it's going to include all this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. the technology is there, you know, yeah. what NFTs become, you know, hopefully it's not just beeples and, and bored apes. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon bored apes, but it will be something. It's not going to just, that's the thing that always like kind of annoys me when people are dismissive about some of this stuff. Cause it's like, yeah, it's frothy. Yeah. It's stupid. Like it's a fucking like hideous drawing of an ape on the charming. cover of like Rolling Stone and Jimmy Fallon is like fucking tweeting about it. Like, of course it's like dumb as shit and totally like speculative mania, but the mm-hmm. technology and the ability to build the underlying technology isn't going to go away. It's not going to be like burned and everyone will forget about it. And we'll go back to like some dark age. Like this will be used for something. The question is yeah. how and for what? And those are ultimately political questions. With that being said, we are now selling an NFT of a worm. Um, he's a cool worm. He smokes cigs. He is a little oh, why bit. Do you think it's a worm. It's obviously a snake. It's not a fo- reader poll, listener poll. Um, is the worm from the movie Alien a a worm or B snake, which is not a worm? Wait, but why does it have a tongue that comes out? It's not a tongue, Liz. It's a second mouth. Made that also maybe includes a tongue. It goes 
and then I, the other one goes. Yeah, didn't you see me? I was doing it to your face over and over. I don't and know. It's kind over. of blurry and you know the graphics aren't great. The graphics are not great on this kind of thing. No. Anyways, glad that's settled and you agree it's a worm. Um, and my name. Let's 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 play him out here because I actually I really want to get. I met some really cool guys on VR. Oh I want to get back to <laughs> like seven year olds. <laughs> no, they're not seven, dude. They're like fifteen. Like there's no. They were like, not fifteen. Okay, those kids were seven. Yes, dude. <laughs> I think they were like okay. I think for real, for Those real, kids they were, were like ten. For, for real, like eight to ten, dude. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm not a father. Well, okay, I am a father, but I don't take care of the kids or nothing. I, but like, if I had kids that I took care of, I'm not giving them a VR headset and like being like go nuts. Yeah, what is happening? What? What is you're happening? going to be molested in the metaverse? That is going to happen to you. My name is Brace. I'm Liz. We are, as always, joined by producer Young Chomsky. This has been True and On, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein.